Welcome to Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts. We are ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. Every episode, we invite people working in a variety of different fields related to aging and hear their stories. Tune in. Either you're considering a career in aging, or want to learn more about aging fields, or simply want to listen to a stimulating conversation, you will find something you like. Find Voices of Aging on the iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Madeline with the Voices of Aging podcast. Today, our guest is Dr. Mary Jo Katras. Dr. Katras is the program leader for family resiliency for the University of Minnesota Extension Program. Hi, Dr. Katras. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I would love it if we could start just by having you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us about the University of Minnesota Extension Program. Sure. So the University of Minnesota Extension is the outreach arm of the university. And so a hundred plus years ago, someone said, wait a minute, why is all the learning and resources and education and research happening just on our campuses? We need to take that into our communities. And so that's when Extension um, was born and started to be that outreach arm of the university. So we have our we have 15 regional centers across the state that are divided across um, different content areas. So we have different centers. I'm in the Center um, for Family Development. We also have Youth Development. We have our Agricultural Food and Natural Resources Center. And then we have Community Vitality, as well as our Sustainable Regional Development Partnerships. And so collectively, we are, like I said, located throughout the state. And we really, our mission is to really meet the needs of our communities. Um, And so as things change um, in a community, it is our job to listen and listen and listen, to keep listening and to help that community um, learn about how they can um, address those issues together. So we do everything hand in hand with the community. And so, um, you know, listening to them of their needs, but also um, helping them work with us to identify some of the solutions is really important. Um, We never take a top-down approach. So it's really, you know, being in the communities, most of our staff, um, 65% of our staff is located in greater Minnesota, um, and much, many of our staff actually live in the places that they work. And what we mean by that is that they are they live in the communities that they serve. And so that's really important um, because they have those trusted relationships. Um, so examples recently of things that we, you know, as we've been living in this pandemic over the last um, 16 plus months, we have really had to, you know, listen even closer and really stay connected connected virtually with our communities to understand their needs and then really use our university resources to help to meet those needs together with our communities. That's fantastic. Those um, community connections and um, resources are so important. What resources are in place for members of our communities who are older? 
Yes, great question. So I lead our family resiliency team and our family resiliency team um, focuses on just that, helping to support families and build that resiliency. Um, and that's across the lifespan. So from, from cradle to all the way to end of life, right? And so we, we focus on issues across the lifespan. And so really thinking about those later life issues um, and thinking about how, you know, some of the things that come into play are inheritance. And so what is that decision-making around inheritance? And um, we have some resources. We have a, a program called Who Gets Grandma's Yellow Pie Plate um, that really focuses in, um, on inheritance and um, how do you how do you plan for um, um, sharing those really special items that are in your family or other things that are in your family as, as your um, parents or other members of your community are, or other members of your family are, are aging? And how do you have those conversations? So it really is, it really helps to um, support families in having those conversations and really um, giving them the tools to do that. Some of the other things we have for um, the focus on later life issues are healthcare directives toolkit that really helps to think about what are those healthcare needs as you as you move closer to um, later life. And so how can you make sure that you have things in place that you might need if you have a health crisis? And I think that's even more important um, as we have navigated this last year, that we have those things in place um, for when um, a health crisis does occur and we need to make sure that our wishes are um, being supported. Um, other things are around elder family financial exploitation. Um, Dr. Marlene Stum leads that work and much of this work in our later life issues for extension. She is our, our extension specialist in the Department of Family Social Science. And this is, she focuses on later life issues um, and she is a gerontologist. Um, and so she helps to do some of the research that then informs our programming. So that's really, you know, part of Extension's role is to, to do the research and to understand the research that's happening and then to translate that into programming. And so Marlene um, leads a lot of the research. Dr. Stem leads a lot of the research around that for us. Um, and so more recently, she's had a project around elder family financial exploitation that is learning to understand how do you help um, our aging, um, aging adults um, and families around financial exploitation, what to look for, what to watch for, to understand those family stories. Um, and then from that, we'll be, we have been creating some tools and resources to help families navigate that for their loved ones um, who are moving towards, you know, our, our aging adults and, and need our support. Wow, everything you mentioned um, is so important. And I think those are all things that uh, we don't get to talk about enough with the older individuals in our families. So I'm so glad that those are the topics that are being focused on. And so, you know, we've heard from several people involved in the new age-friendly university development at the university um, in some capacity. And so it sounds like many of the resources that you are directly involved in have to do with creating a more age-friendly environment um, in our communities and in our state. Um, are there any specific connections between Extension and Age-Friendly University currently? Yes. And so I, we are um, connected to Age-Friendly University um, just by coming together as a whole, right? And knowing that there are different parts of 
an age friendly of the age friendly university and we're so much we're, we're stronger together not to sound cliche but that is really the truth and so with extension focusing on the community aspect but then there's other parts of age friendly university that allow us to learn what's happening and other other entities right that support um, aging individuals and families um, and so together we're able to really um, create um, strong partnerships that only lead to stronger impact. And so I think, you know, coming together as an age-friendly university really creates that space for sharing, for sharing resources, for sharing ideas, for sharing opportunities. And, you know, as we, as, as new things emerge, I mean, that's one of the things that we are always have our our eyes and ears open for with an extension, but we 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 can't do you know we know we do nothing alone. We always are in partnership with others, and so being able to come together to have those conversations to say, hey, this is happening. Do you want to be involved in that? This would be a great connection to understand what's happening in in this area, right, of our aging communities and an aging university, um, and or age friendly university community, and so. What does that look like? You know, so to be able to share those resources and having those conversations is just so important. I am a strong believer in creating space for conversation and powerful things happen just by chatting with people. And, and we know that relationships are so important. So that plays that engagement piece plays um, such a huge role in our work within extension, but also um, within the age friendly university as well. Wonderful. Um, a couple of follow-up questions related to that. Why is it so important that we pay attention and, and focus on the aging individuals in our communities? And in addition to that, what does being age-friendly mean to you? I think it's so important that we focus on our aging communities and, and the families and individuals that make up those communities because we are an aging world. And so we know that the majority of our population is is older. And so we need to make sure that we are supporting um, those folks um, in order to thrive in their later years and to make sure that families together feel supported um, as their as their family members age and they know what to expect. And we are, you know, we are here as as extension to provide that edu those education opportunities as well as resources and tools um, to make sure that that is happening. So I think that that's it's just so important. We, you know, we have obviously focus on the lifespan in general. You know, I think a lot of agencies do, but it's really important to support those aging individuals because, you know, just like our young, our young adults or um, our young children need support, right? So do our our aging um, family members and um, community members, and so it's just so important to make sure that that we are providing opportunities to do that. You mentioned some of the current initiatives um, in University of Minnesota Extension, and I'm curious, what is your vision for Extension and Age-Friendly University in the future? Would it be to kind of expand upon those initiatives, or are there other initiatives that you want to bring to the forefront uh, soon? 
So I think it's really um, like those. That's why it's so important for us to come together as an age-friendly university um, to have conversations about that. What are the needs? And we know, you know, especially given the pandemic and given what we've been navigating the last year, there are things that we probably can't imagine yet that are going to be facing us as communities, as the, as a state, and so and as a global um, world, right? Um, and so being able to come together to you know, put our resources together to address some of those those challenges that we likely will have to to face in supporting our aging um, communities and families moving forward. So I think that's very important. Um, so some of those initiatives we may not know what they are, but I also think that we have a strong foundation, um, particularly in extension of of doing of working with um, aging adults and some of those later life issues. And so using that as a foundation or a springboard into future um, programming and research and just, you know, kind of networking, right, and in coalition building throughout our communities um, is really important as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Katras. I would just like to end by, you know, saying that most of the listeners of this podcast are our students who um, are interested in aging in some capacity. Um, and so I'm curious if there are any um, opportunities that you'd like to talk about for involvement specifically for University of Minnesota students. Yes. So thank you for reminding me of that. Um, we are, we have within extension, we do um, have a uh, opportunity to hire undergraduate students to help with our projects and always wanting to be able to offer those those professional kind of next stage, you know, kind of real life experiences um, for students. So we welcome if anyone is interested in learning more about our work um, or a possible internship, whether it is paid or unpaid, um, please reach out to myself and I can connect you with uh, um with educators that are doing this work right in the community. Because I think that that real life experience and being able to um, even, even you know, observe, right, what's happening or to help um, be in on conversations where, you know, these resources are being developed right then and there. And they're really cutting edge needed um, resources for our aging communities and families. So that opportunity is always there. Um, I would encourage everyone to look at our extension website and just um, look at the things that we're doing. And again, we are open to supporting um, new professionals and um, current students to make that, you know, step into the professional world. And so how can we help to do that? I think as a university, we are, um, we would be a miss, uh, we would be not doing our role as a university if we weren't supporting our students in the work that we're doing. And, and because Extension sits outside of uh, um, a credit-bearing college, um, we provide a different experience for students. And I think it's so important um, for students to take what they learn in the classroom and apply it to real life and to um, kind of you know see what those connections are and see where they can help to fill in the gaps by just the knowledge and passion that they have around supporting aging friendly communities. That's wonderful. Um, that Those sound like great opportunities. And I hope that um, some of our listeners um, look into that and, and take advantage of that potential experience. Um, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Dr. Katras. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for the invitation I have as well.
This podcast is brought to you by ASIC, the Aging Studies Interdisciplinary Group at the University of Minnesota. We are a collaborative networking group for students studying aging across the university. Stay tuned for the next episodes of Voices of Aging, where you learn more about aging through experts.